Hello, and welcome to Industry Elites. On this podcast, Industry Elites' very own Natalie and Vicky are going to be discussing the latest news trending around the world. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Industry Elites. Vicky and I are going to be talking about the infamous new app, Clubhouse. So it is an invite-only chat app, and we really want to get into the ins and outs because we have no idea what it's about, so we're excited to learn a bit more. From my understanding of the app, before like reading anything, I thought it was like an invite-only, like, I don't know, like if Skype... And like had like Facebook. groups, yeah, like it kind of like comes together with some form of like a main feed, like Facebook. But then like all you do is see. I didn't realize it was voice though. I thought it was like a chat, like a, like I guess WhatsApp app or something like that. Oh yeah, the like WhatsApp where you can be in like different groups and stuff like that. I thought of something similar. I was thinking like based on maybe like different industries people were in that like that would be somehow sectioned into like different like. Kind of like, you know, on Zoom, you can have like different like sections too, like when they do uh, virtual job fairs and stuff like that. Like you can have different rooms. That's how I pictured this as like a room situation that you could like enter in and like enter out and somehow there'd be like some sort of like presenter, I guess. I don't know. That's a bit like explicit to like not know much about it to like have that type of expression with it, but I have no idea. No, that's what I thought too. And like when you said the presenter, I thought that it was like um, like webinars or like little TED Talk things or almost like Discord, but not for video games. Um, so they said that it's an app on your phone that lets you listen to other people's live conversations. So I guess we are half right. Um, and this stresses that that's not in a creepy way because that does sound really creepy. Okay, so also on the app, there's no pictures or videos, which I was really surprised by. So basically all that they would show is on like profile pics for each of the users. So I guess that's how you maybe access like each of their calls, like basically under the profile type of situation. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like we're kind of looking at a picture and our uh, listeners can't see this, but it almost looks like uh, like contact icons on a full screen, um, almost like what iPhones used to look like back in the day. If anyone remembers that when they were like round icons. Um, so it kind of looks like that. And what I just learned too, that this is only on Apple devices, specifically iPhones. I assumed we'd have Samsung. I guess not. <laughs> they just got left out. Like I feel like sometimes like, you know, back in high school and like back in elementary school when like it was blackberry and like that was such a big thing for people to have but then going into like now like even like in university or college you literally see every kid's laptop and i swear i was one of the few kids that didn't have a mac like everything is just very like i feel like elitist if in a sense with like apple products so it's like if you have apple products like you're somehow this like superior individual which obviously is not the case and obviously other products are super amazing as well but i feel like there's this like general like consensus around it that like people give apple products like so much more power than like every other product to be honest or every other like company yeah you know you're right and like i went like i went to graphic design so i needed a mac in school but it would blow my mind when my friends that were like 
going into law and stuff. Or like realistically, what would you need? A keyboard, like Word or something, and Google. Like is pretty much about you it. You just need like you need notes. You literally need a note section that you basically could like you could take those notes. I mean, like, hey, no one really wants to write all those notes out, but like it definitely would have been more feasible. Like you couldn't do your program just like without a computer. Yeah, like if I was going into something like not computer like digital art related i definitely would have just gotten an ipad with like the keyboard folio and that would have been plenty um but yeah no i know what you mean because i thought that was hilarious like why did you spend three grand on a laptop to literally go on tumblr <laughs> like i don't understand and then like watch tv in class that would kill me and i swear i've done that like a few times though during night class but even that factor of like what the heck would i need an Apple product for if that's what I'm doing with my time. It's not even prevalent. It's me not paying attention. So wasting my tuition while also (laughs) wasting my money by spending it on a Mac. So that's its own situation. But what's also interesting about this is like with obviously every single other app that I feel like you can use, you can always sign in through Facebook, right? Like we can always log in and it would never have to make another password because every like Facebook owns everything. So basically you can always input your information accordingly, but this is the one app where like, this is definitely not the case. So you actually can't even sign up. You need to be invited. So I feel like that's definitely adding to this like elitist point of view and every new user gets two invites and they only earn more by using the app more. So like Obviously, if you have a whole bunch of group of friends and you all want to utilize this app, I guess like you really would have to be strategic in like how you would invite each other because it definitely cannot rely on one person being able to like get everything for your group of friends, which like could be like, let's say like five or six. Yeah, see, then that goes against my like theory that it was like, sorry, I keep saying this wrong. What's up app? What, what's up? Oh, what's up? What's up? Yeah. So I thought mm-hmm. it was like a chat thing. But we're seeing here, too, that um, from our exclusive research that people are (laughs) selling these invites online. Oh, my God. I just saw that. Now, that's okay. That is nuts. What the heck if you can just go sell it? Like, and there's being there's an issue with invite scams. Like, that's how coveted this (laughs) is all of a sudden. Like, I'm curious. Some one of our listeners invite us. I want to know. But like, I don't care that much like to start bidding it on it on ebay yeah i don't know like even then when they were saying okay so there's a chart so we're going to include this article link so everybody can see kind of the more visuals of this piece like so you can see what we're talking about but like they have a graph here that basically shows the trajectory over the course of i guess three months it looks like or four months from september to january the middle of january how many users have downloaded the app since like i guess it's start date so let's say september 1st uh up until at 2020 mark it was 1 million and then into 2021 now the app has had 2.2 million downloads that's crazy 2.2 million people and it's all audio and it's brand new I, i would be curious though to see the variable on that like how many people are actually just downloading it and how many people and like leaving it or not even getting into it. You know what I mean? Like me and you could download it right now, but we can't like go into it. Okay. So basically how they tried to gain the popularity for this app all at once by, by a publicity stunt of saying that Elon Musk had his own room in this app. 
So that immediately drew a whole bunch of people to one specific avenue. So they're saying through the incorporation of Android, that stunt might not have worked because you're having to go through like two different platforms. Maybe that would have deterred some people from utilizing it as opposed to that exclusivity and factor of thinking, oh my gosh, I can really hear Elon Musk. Yeah, that's fair. Because from my understand, my new understanding is that you can actually talk to people when they open up the channel. So I can only imagine people would flock in the masses just to hear almost uh, an exclusive kind of, I guess, conference from him and then have the possible option to actually, like, talk to him. But, uh, you know what makes me laugh, though, with the, um, with the elitist thing? Is I am a loyal Apple product person. I just like it. <laughs> me too. Like, I'm not... I have had literally everything since, like, an iPod classic. And yeah. I just like how everything... Oh, back in the day. Yeah, like, throwing it <laughs> way back. But uh, I just like it because everything works. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm on my phone, I, I can transfer it to my iPad without doing anything. And, like, to my computer. And, like, it's just... It's one big happy family. And I'm not going to lie, though. When I meet someone, like, new and they, like, text me and the dreaded green bubble comes up, I'm like, Ugh, yeah, you've ruined it's everything. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, you're just like, oh, my God, now I'm not going to know if they've seen my message. Now when, like, I send somehow, I don't know how this is, but sometimes when I send pictures to people with regular text, I have issues. But then when I send it over iMessage, there's literally no issues. I'm like, I don't even know how, like they're doing this that just makes like everybody have more of a headache to be outside of Apple. Cause yeah, like I have an Apple watch, I have AirPods, I uh, have an Apple phone. So basically, obviously the only thing I'm missing is the laptop and like an iPad, but like I've had the iPad before. So like really just, they have the most loyal customers and like stuff could go wrong for us, but I feel like they've gained our trust over like years of just it all working versus like I'm scared of that one-off where I'll try some different technology or some sort of different like phone, let's say, to like Samsung or uh, something else. And then it just doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny too, because I had my last non-Apple phone was I think the BlackBerry Bold with the, the touchpad. And I remember thinking like, because BlackBerry was riddled with issues back then and it was starting to fade out to be like the cool phone. So they kept have to get something different. And I remember being like, oh my God, I do not want an iPhone. Like what's so special about iPhones? Like <laughs> I don't want a touchscreen. Touchscreens are dumb. I'll never convert. I think I'm like four or five iPhones deep since then. Like, yeah. like, I know what you mean. It's just... We the next one, I'm like, okay, what's the next iPhone that I can get? Like, literally zero consideration for another phone, which is nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't even care that, like, any other ones exist. <laughs> it's just, it does not matter to me at all. Like, I would rather carry around my iPad Pro as a phone instead of having to buy a Samsung or, like, a Huawei phone. <laughs> like, I don't even know what they could say to really generate users the other way. And with, like, apps like this, I feel like that's just where... I guess roundabout through our conversations is basically where they're just reinstating the fact that people don't want to switch, especially if like people are really interested in something like Clubhouse and that popularity gains. I feel like a single app could keep you on Apple. 
I agree. Like, a single app could keep me on Apple. I agree. Which is sad, but it's true. You know, the, the thing, too, it's funny about that. It's like, that almost, like, I would do it. Don't get me wrong. But it kind of almost sounds outlandish to say. But then when you think about, like, anything. Think about car models. Think about video game consoles. Like, they sell things based on the, like, exclusivity of getting one item. So it's almost kind of like the natural progression for phones to start doing that too. Like there's a lot of features that they both have, but they also a lot of features that they don't have. Like the one thing I do think is cool is like the Huawei phones. You can, if we both had one and my battery was low, we can put them together and I can steal some of your battery. No way. Yeah. I didn't know that. Like I think that is super sick. Not enough to steer me away from a, an iPhone though. <laughs> no. But, like, I feel with that being a thing, though, iPhone will eventually get there. So it's like, I'll just wait. Yeah. Like, I'm fine with waiting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Like, it's just, we're somehow comfortable with it because we're like, we like the speed that it goes. We like that we continuously can get new items. It's funny, just when we're talking, literally what's popping up, a bunch of Samsung um ads on the side of my computer no joke hilarious <laughs> microsoft computers wow that's funny anyway they're listening so <laughs> they're listening to us but so basically then they also want to know i think a big thing with a lot of apps these days is like what are the kinds of data that like people or i guess apps and companies are gaining when like users are signing up so like i know like it was a really big thing with tiktok so it's a chinese based app so basically obviously everyone was concerned for privacy reasons and just really how much information is going to someone's profile and basically them building that virtual model of you so with this obviously a new app draws newer concerns so with what people want to know is like i guess what do you have to do once you download so basically um you have to give Clubhouse, obviously, your phone number and your real name. And then I love in brackets they put in theory. So I guess if you're really concerned with your identity, if you're Elon Musk, you can go under an alias. <laughs> <laughs> and then you register uh, the username that you would want before you even get the invite. So I guess when you download, that's the most that you can do. And then the person inviting you needs your phone number. So they can send you a link. You get uh, via text and telling you to visit Clubhouse. And then you'll sign in with your phone number. So... You can download it. You you can make the username you potentially want. But that's like really sad. That's like getting stood up, I feel like, potentially on a date where it's like I've downloaded something. I've showed up to the coffee place, but like no one met me. <laughs> yeah, it's like Tinder. You just keep swiping, but you can't actually talk yeah. to anyone. <laughs> and it's like, oh, how's the app doing? It's like, oh, so great. And then you're like embarrassed because like nobody invited you. It's like the group of friends like didn't want to hang out with you. So, you know, what's interesting on this, too. Like, you were saying how everything pulls from Facebook these days. Like, yeah, I feel like because most companies are kind of in cahoots with Facebook. But this one connects with your Twitter account, which I feel like there's very few things that directly. That do that. Yeah. Um, that and medium.com. But I think Twitter <laughs> owns medium. So that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You rarely see it. Usually it's LinkedIn, Google, or Facebook, I would say, are like the top ones. So that's kind of interesting. So then once you connect your Twitter uh, profile, it takes your picture from that. So I guess you don't get to even really... Take your own pic. Yeah, you don't even really get to make a profile at the end of the day. Um, And then it likes to latch on to your contacts. So that's kind of sketchy in its own way. I feel like I always say no to that. Like I just, I want to friend the people that I want to friend. 
I don't want to look in my contacts because then like you're going to automatically add all these people or say like, oh, Natalie is just joined this app and you're one of her contacts. Like, here you go. And it's like, no, like I just want to, I want to start off fresh everywhere I go. I don't want to carry people with me. No, I agree. And like sometimes you have like old numbers in your phone from people that have like changed their number or whatever. And then it's asking you to add some random and you're like, I don't know who you are. So yeah, no, we definitely had, like, you would have those old contacts. I had, like, you have people that you went to, like, maybe, like, college or university with that you, like, added on your phone for, like, some sort of assignment. Like, I don't need to follow these people. Like, I just, I want to start off. Like, I haven't talked to you in, like, who knows how long. I only needed you for assistance with with an assignment, and now we can move on with our lives. I don't need to continually keep up with certain people. But, um... So curious, I'm very curious about this date too. So it shows that this app actually launched in March of 2020, which I'm surprised because that was really, I hadn't heard of this honestly until like I would say about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. So the fact that it was launched in March and the fact that it was just at like the start of COVID too, I would feel like that itself would have really just gained its popularity. But maybe when they realized like it wasn't that popular, or like people didn't just like latch on to it is where they like came up with the publicity stunt of like the Elon Musk thing. Yeah. And it's wild too. Cause if you see you know, like this article, it kind of explains about like how they landed a bunch of like venture capitalists and they somehow locked down a $12 million investment um, with 1500 users at the time. Um, so he got that investment literally two months after this thing did its kind of like soft launch and then it quickly rose to be worth a hundred million dollars and still at the time only had 15,000 users. So that it's almost like do these investors know something? Yeah. Like, is it like a Bitcoin situation that now anybody with Bitcoin is like really rich (laughs) and they just knew it and we all thought it was kind of like a funny joke. Yeah, or maybe they thought, like, it was, like, going to be the next Facebook to, like, blow up or kind of something like that. So they just hopped on the bandwagon. I don't know. I just think that's outrageous. They handed over, I feel like, 12. Okay, so, like, with the amount of users they have now in comparison to only having 1,500 at the time, we always, like, we know with our own, like, trials, like, through work and stuff like that, it's, like, you need time to make a decision. With time, you also need more people. So, like... With that and the magnitude they have it at scale now, yeah, how, you're right. What did they know at the time from being able to make a $12 million judgment with only 15 or, yeah, 1,500 users? Like, that is crazy. They handed over $12 million. I feel like how I hand over people $25. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. And I, I really, like, I really wish I had an invite to this because I would just like to play around with it to see, like, what it is. But... The thing I, f- I want to know is, like, so if they valued it at the time to be worth $100 million with their 15,000 or 1,500 users, how does this ad generate any revenue? Like, or not ad, sorry. How does this app generate any, like, revenue? Like, what is it doing? I'm imagining if it's so exclusive, they're not pumping ads through it like you would, like, Facebook or um, Instagram or something like that. I don't think so because I haven't seen an ad for it. Yeah, I haven't either. I literally only know about it because people were going on Instagram being like, add me on Clubhouse. Or like someone's like, oh, I have an invite to Clubhouse. Let me know if you want to join. And it's like, also, if freaking 10 people sent you that, who did you pick? 
It's total popularity contest. <laughs> That's a good point. So I guess kind of what we have here too is get again, this guide is becoming our Bible to get through this for a lack of a better word. So when you get onto Clubhouse, they kind of have things broken down to like categories. Like the example we have here is sports, MMA, cycling, golf, cricket, baseball, uh, a life section, weddings, parenting, traveling, support, uh, places. They list like different countries and stuff. Um, tech, different types of AI engineering, cryptocurrency, angel investing. That's a, that's a lot there. Um, faith, wellness. They kind of have it broken down with boards. See, I really wish I could play with this. Yeah, see, I'm getting confused. Okay, so, like, even from, like, reading this article, I honestly thought this was, like, business-related. Like, I thought this had something to do with, like, advancements in technology, advancements in different sectors. But, like, maybe it is, but, like, under those pretenses. Like, I think the faith thing and the life thing confuse me. But, like, who's giving parent, like, parenting tips? Like, like weddings do you give codes like do you talk about your experiences yeah like we should we should get on this app and then like i don't know who's friending us on this app but we get on it and then like we have a follow-up to like decipher what we've discovered i feel like that would be cool yeah i'm, I'm very curious too because i was under the same impression too that it was like exclusive in the way of not only getting on it but the information you were getting so, and like, I can see, like, okay, like, tech, engineering, angel investing. Like, yeah, I can see some deep conversations kind of getting to that on a different level. But, like, weddings. What is, like, proprietary about a wedding? Like, we've all been there, kind of done that, or know someone who's done that. Or even, like, sports. Right? Like, do the people have not friends? Yeah, like, I, I just don't <laughs> understand. Like, the sports one. So, they have, like, MMA, for example. So, it's, like... Do you discuss the latest UFC card or is it like some weird information that you can't get on TSN? Like, I'd be very curious to see like. Yeah. Is it like insider betting? Like, hey, here's this big bet going on. You can win a million dollars. But like here, if you sign up here, bet on this person. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. And I I don't get the demo. Like, I'm, I'm hung up on the MMA one, for example. But like. I watch UFC. I don't understand, I don't think the demographic of the general guy watching UFC is going to go on some exclusive invite-only app to discuss UFC. Yeah, like, that makes no sense to me. And the fact that one of the notes here is, like, all I see in bold, the conversations aren't permanent. So, like, I guess your conversation rooms come and go as people launch or end them. And then maybe... They're saying that nothing is actually recorded in Clubhouse, but that users are finding alternative ways to record the chats and that the internet stays forever. Because, you know, obviously everything stays on the internet. But, like, that the current limit in a in a room is 5,000 people per room. And that, like, the user can start live streaming. Users in the room started live streaming the conversations on YouTube, which was a clever way of recording it. Oh, see, I see that confuses me again because from my understanding up until this point, I assumed that I don't really know what I assumed anymore. I literally thought it was like you go in, somebody was like just like like TikTok live or Instagram live or something like that. But then I assumed that it stayed 
in a sense of like this recording happened within the app at X amount of time, because how would you know, like, how would you have someone who's like a fan of like Elon Musk? How would you know if you were in like Singapore that you need to log in at? Yeah. How would you know they're in the room? Yeah. At like eight o'clock LA time. Like, how do you know that? I feel like you don't even get notifications. I feel like it's so like under the radar that like, it's just whenever it happens, happens. And if you're that lucky person who's online or who comes across the room, it's like, oh, you're here you go. You're in it. And then like people find out then about it afterwards. Maybe that's what it is. It's like going to a, all about my analogy stay. It's like you weren't invited to the party and like you didn't even know what was happening. And the only way you knew about it was because it was on social media later. I feel like that's like it was the party that you weren't invited to. Yeah, it's, it's so... I'm like getting, I, as soon as I figure, I feel like this is like football to me. As soon as I think I'm figuring it out, they do something else and I'm confused again. The next bit of this article goes on to explain that it's similar to a podcast, but it's not. But it is. So <laughs> they go on to say like basically based upon your podcast references, like some people prefer, like me, I personally prefer like the conversational ones versus like hello, today we are talking about, like, it's more more fluid kind of deal. So they're saying it's like that as a podcast sense. But then they're saying, because it's an iPhone, there's no fancy audio setups, which, like, I didn't expect great levels of things knowing that it's on the phone. So I find that kind of a funny thing to say. But then now they're saying... It's more like talking on, like, the like having an actual physical phone call. So they go on to explain that there's no professional editing, no sound effects, no transitions, obviously because it's supposed to be live. So that makes sense. Um, they said that there's no official like style of conversation, that it might be like a one-on-one with friends where other people could come on. Um, if it's a talk show kind of style interview, a big group discussion, or people are even saying like a music sharing discussion or session, sorry. So if it's, I guess they're going to have, people are going to have jam sessions on this or like live concerts or that would be cool. Like exclusive That would concerts. be crazy. That would be really cool. You would think we'd almost, remember like when you did like online tests in like um, university and then like everything else on your computer would just like shut down. Like you couldn't open up like Google Chrome or anything like that. You'd almost think we would get to the point of doing that. Because like even like Snapchat. If you screen record it, you don't get alerted. But if you screen cap it, you get alerted. Yeah, which is funny, eh? I always thought about that too. It was like when my when my friends would get caught in like a sticky situation where they like screenshotted something and then it's like it notified the person they didn't know. I'm just like, oh my gosh, guys, how didn't you know? I feel like that's like screenshot one on one or one on one. Yeah, I uh, I actually just learned out that if you delete messages, they can see that it got deleted. They can't, like, see it all the time necessarily, but they can see that you deleted a message. And I was like, I've been doing that for so long and literally never, no one ever told me they could see it. I feel like to me it's pointless. Plus it takes up, like, room in my storage when the app obviously needs more storage from holding all these conversations. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't get that either. We're on a, we're on a tangent there, but it's definitely just showing us how confused we initially were from the start of... Obviously, we not knowing much about it, but having our own perceptions about Clubhouse, thinking throughout this article that we knew what it was, and then I feel like from each area, just 
understanding, okay, well, this clearly was a little bit larger than we had originally thought. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because now it goes on to say that there's like designated celebrities on here, which yet again brings me to be confused if one were these like celebrities like almost like plugging this app like i'm yeah exactly like i'm gonna be on it or in the other sense if all these rooms disappear how do you know like how do you know that they're even on it and like how like i don't understand like even then when they're talking about like oh how do you like can i only listen in and they're saying like oh like not necessarily people can who are listening in literally can virtually raise their hand and the only way that they're like allowed to speak is if the like creator or moderator I'm assuming of this room um lets you talk so like that was pretty interesting so it's like just showing us like the exact symbols that would be placed in there and I guess like if let's say you're in the call it shows like some sort of plus button where you can like invite your friends I'm assuming the only ones who are like approved on the app invite your friends to that specific room so maybe that's where that's how like word gets around essentially and then like it's notified that like your friend is inviting you to a specific room yeah but like even then like that's a word of mouth thing more than it is like a full like app announcement which is I guess the mysteriousness of it like I don't know it does seem very mysterious I feel like that's the one word if I had to describe it that's how it would how I would say yeah but then it gets weirder like as we go down this list so there's a lot of third-party companies now looking into creating add-ons for this makes sense natural progression of tech so there's one company that is going to start doing analytics for your clubhouse convos which I still don't understand because if these things go away and you don't know who's in it why do the like analytics matter I don't, like, I, like, as a, someone that, like, reports data, I don't understand the point of this, like, at all. Um, and then there's another tool coming in that's going to be, like, a soundboard. So you're going to have, like, conversation sound effects, which, yet again, don't understand the point of that. Um, there's going to be, which this sounds like this is a normal progression anyways, um, a conversation recorder. Um, audience Q&A boards, uh, link shorteners, um, a bunch of apps for adding a color ring to your avatar, getting fancy. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just find this like, I'm not wowed by it. Like, I don't know why I felt like I would feel like very impressed after we would learn about this a bit more. Like, I would be like, wow, like, this is like so, as I said, like it's very like elite, but like very professional in like different realms of the industry. And I'm just confused, wondering why people spend their time on here and whether we're completely missing something just because we're not on it. So we clearly have no idea what it's really about. <laughs> yeah, it's becoming this like weird thing. So going on too with our lovely research, it's so they're saying that there's a lot of, I guess with any technology, there is downsides to it no matter what you do. Um, they're having issues with these private rooms for a lot of like hate speech and abuse. Um, so true. I didn't even think about that. That's like a whole other thing. Oh my gosh, talk about a can of worms opening. Yeah, especially because like if everything's going away and they can't like mediate anything, like of course people are gonna kind of congregate for the bad on that too. 
So that's a thing. They've also had a first major data breach, but I don't know. I feel like because I'm like, we've grown up long enough, those data breaches, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I'm like, are we really alarmed by a data breach? Like, you, I think we basically assume that, hey, if you don't want something to get out, you shouldn't have pictures of it. You shouldn't have notes on it on your phone and you shouldn't tell someone that doesn't, that shouldn't know. Like you don't tell a stranger online about your passwords. You don't tell, you know what I mean? I feel like the back to like the days with like just overall safety in like actually in person, I feel like all those little tips have been translated into an online version where like, yeah, as you said, like we're kind of just like used to it. It's like, okay, like really you did that? Well, shocker that it got out. Or something like that. Yeah, and even nine times out of ten, like, you get the new, the iPhone password thing, and it's like, this uh, password has been part of a data breach, and you just kind of go, okay, I'll change it. Like, you don't, because nine times out of ten, too, like, when it says, like, I had it the other day, and it was for, like, my Eddie Bauer club card. And I'm like, (laughs) I think I used it once to buy my dad a Christmas present. And yeah, that, so you're not super alarmed. Yeah, and the other thing is too, it's a club card. So what info do they have? My phone number, my full name, and I guess it's like a credit card. Yeah, it's with a loyalty. Yeah, card, like right? it's like, and even then, if they got my visa, I could be like, hey, visa, can you like that wasn't me? Can you cancel that stuff? And then it's like easy. I don't know. I feel like we're like desensitized to. Is that a good thing though? Or, like, is it good to be desensitized from this stuff? I feel like our parents would be super alarmed from this conversation. But maybe it's a generational thing. I don't know. Yeah. Sounds like it is. You know, though I feel, yeah. Shout out to mom. But I know she would definitely be panicked if, like, something like that happened. I'd be like, it's fine. Like, whatever. It's just crazy. Oh, and the final note to add here is, like, what if I want to quit this club? And it's not easy to delete a clubhouse account if you want out. You have to email to make a request and hope they acknowledge it. So it's like a cult. (laughs) (laughs) You can never leave. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even from that point, like that's super confusing to me how they make it so difficult to remove it. I get the point of like that someone had to invite you to it. But realistically, if you can't, you just make it a stipulation. Like if you were to delete this, you have to be like re-added or re-invited by someone. Like, I don't know where the confusion lies type of thing that, like, you would need to email a support and they would need to, like, unadd you. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if you get, like, blacklisted then or something. Oh, like you like you said no type of thing, so now you're out of the group? Yeah, because, like, then somebody else, like, would somebody have to waste their invite, per se, to invite you again? Or can you do, like, Facebook where it's, like, you... Your oh, account's kind of on them back. Yeah, like it's just on hold. But that's interesting. I would hate that because, like, even getting a hold of like Facebook on like a business sense is a pain. I wouldn't want to do that with this app that's just existing. Especially too, like, obviously we can't see it, so I don't know if you're forever on there, you're forever searchable, or like however that works. Because this could become like I don't know something more negative and then you're associated with it meanwhile you just wanted to delete your account this thing is interesting it'd be really interesting to see I guess in the next couple months or possibly year just to see where it goes to develop especially since remember when we thought Facebook wasn't gonna last and here we are (laughs) 
we totally thought it was going to be a dying thing in the next year based on the fact that like no one in our younger generation I feel like when we talk about Facebook they don't even use it to that magnitude whatsoever but here it is just getting like intertwined in every sort of aspect that like losing or getting rid of my Facebook I feel like it's just like not feasible even from like a business standpoint Facebook does have like a lot of its own in like built-in analytics that I feel like you don't need to go to some third party to get certain information so it's like they always make it relevant somehow it's true they just keep coming back (laughs) yeah they always find a way to like live again if that makes sense it's true they always like get themselves in there they're like the kardashians they just somehow always have to be in there (laughs) (laughs) definitely so i think we've if anything we've given our listeners a bit more information but i'm sure they're all just as confused as we are but that's basically the overview and it seems that they might even be making it confusing on purpose so that's more intriguing for people to want to like investigate the situation and try and find their way into the app that I'm convinced. Yeah, it's definitely probably the most mysterious and like heavily shrouded app that I can th- ever think that has come around besides maybe like BBM groups. But even then it wasn't so like mysterious. Definitely not. But who knows these days? <laughs> who knows what anything really is? Seriously. <laughs> right? Anyway, so that concludes the episode for today. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye.